Coming up next, to finish out the hour, I'll be interviewing Bob Rosebro. He's a local attorney who has practiced law in New Mexico for 40 years, was the mayor of Gallup from 2003 until 2007, and is the author of a new book, A Place of Thin Veil, Life and Death in Gallup, New Mexico. It's both a Gallup history book and a personal memoir, featuring some of Gallup's iconic stories and long-kept secrets. And it's what we'll be discussing for the rest of the hour. Bob, thank you so much for joining us today here at the station. How are you doing? I'm um, doing well. Glad to be here. Could you briefly explain in your own words what the book is all about? Um, the book is uh, based on a format where, um, as an outsider to Gallup, um, I'm someone who moved here um, in my mid-twenties. And um, as an outsider um, who kind of became immersed in the community and in the history of the community, um, introduced uh, the history of Gallup uh, to the reader as well as my personal experiences in terms of how it um, came to reveal itself to me. So it's not just a history book. It also includes some personal aspects. Yeah, very different, definitely. And I um, notably, a, a lot of um, my personal experiences were during my term as mayor when I was mayor from 2003 to 2007. Um, and, and that uh, takes up a significant portion of the book in terms of my experiences there, both personally and, and what I learned in terms of Gallup's history during that period. That's right. Yeah, I, I apologize. I forgot to mention that during your introduction. Uh, no, no problem. Your history as the mayor. What initially grabs my attention is the book almost has a spiritual aspect to it and ties in a certain spirituality into the history and the memoir. It's a, that's a little bit unusual, and it's, I don't think the spirituality part of it is, is overplayed by any means. Um, I think that... Uh, the, the title to the book, A Place of Thin Veil, um, uh, my first experience with that concept was late in my term as mayor. It would have been roughly, um, well, in, in late or in early uh, 2007, when there was just uh, essentially a, a month or two left in my term. And I was having lunch with a good friend. Uh, his name was Don Steele. Uh, he, Don has passed away. He was, a, he was elderly at the time, but he was a minister here in Gallup and at Westminster Presbyterian Church. And um, we were at lunch in Chihuahua at the El Matate restaurant. And um, the thought came into my mind, uh, just why is this guy in Gallup? <laughs> he was, Don was remarkably uh, a remarkable person. And I had the feeling that he could just be he could live anywhere on the face of the earth he wanted to live. He was just that capable and, um, and adaptable. And uh, his answer surprised me, but resonated with me. His answer was, um, he said, Bob, I'm a, uh, from the Celtic tradition, and we have a concept of places, places of thin veil, where the veil between the material and spiritual worlds is thinner, and more permeable. And as he described it, he said, 
uh, places of thin veil are uh, places of struggle, uh, places where, um, in his words, not mine, good and evil are drawn to places of thin veil, and uh, and that um, and that there is an ongo- ongoing struggle um, between different spiritual forces, and um, and that rang true to me. Um, it rang true to to my experience in Gallup, um, and uh, and uh, that's the story behind it. That um, resonates with me as well for why I've wanted to pursue a career in Gallup rather than other places. Um, I think when people come to Gallup, a common, a common conception of Gallup is that it's a kind of an eerie place. You can't put your finger on it, but there's just something about it. So when I, when I heard the, the title of the book, A Place of Thin Veil, I think it is a universal perception of Gallup. It is. I, I, to be honest with you, um, I've had a conversation similar to what we're having right now uh, many times, and and I don't know. I haven't had a single conversation where someone has said, "Oh, that's a bunch of nonsense," or "I, I don't understand that." It, virtually every conversation like this um, uh, with 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 people that I've had is is one where. People who've lived here for a while say, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Did your friend mention any other places that he's experienced that are a place of thin veil? Um, he didn't. He, he, he did say a couple of, couple of things. One that I mentioned earlier where it, it, th- this is, and I had read this actually before, I believe before my conversation with him, is that, that it is a very... Um, a, a concept that is is Irish or Celtic in origin, um, uh, but I, but I think Don also s- uh, said that he felt that Navajo culture had a similar concept. Hmm. I know you mentioned there's good and bad to the thin veil. It's not all a positive spiritual experience. Correct. Has the bad parts of this town ever? pushed you away? Have you ever wanted to leave? Um, I've struggled with it, um, definitely. And I've, I've uh, had periods of, of struggle um, with my life in Gallup. And, and, um, and uh, but I, I, not at this point. I, but yes, definitely at times I have uh, struggled with the challenges of living in Gallup. And, uh, but um, it's been quite a while since I have. I, I, um, but now I've lived in Gallup now for a little over 40 years. Yeah, that's what I hear from a lot of people. It's just something about it that keeps drawing us back. Right. Yeah, I've never uh, never left. I haven't come and gone. I've been here continuously and, and, um, and uh, anticipate that I will uh, be buried here somewhere. Or my or my cremated ashes will be spread. When did you start studying Gallup history? Uh, I became interested in it late in my term as mayor, and in in part because um, uh, my experience was that um, some some things that I felt 
were good public policy that should have been fairly easily adopted in Gallup uh, were challenges here. And I didn't understand it. And I, the more I thought about it, the more I uh, looked into it, it became clear to me that that parts of Gallup's history were uh, contributing to the, um, you know, the challenges in public policy that I was advocating, and and most significantly were, um, I, I was a uh, very vocal, uh, strong advocate for in, enforced uh, or increased enforcement of sales to intoxicated persons ordinances, uh, and uh, advocated. Uh, filing uh, nuisance suits against bars that um, habitually overserve to intoxicated persons, and um, and th- those are things that in other communities were are not as or would have been um, uh, typically not particularly contested, but seem, were were contested in Gallup, and in part I think uh, Gallup's history, in my opinion, has contributed to that. What specific examples do you have? Was it the Larry Casus case? Well, and that's, you know, Larry Casus, the story of Larry Casus is a remarkably compelling story. Um, but I, I, in terms of uh, challenges to alcohol regulations, I think that goes back more to another very turbulent period in Gallup's history, which, and, uh, which is our underground coal mining era in which um, many of the uh, European immigrants uh, who came to Gallup and, and also immigrants uh, from Mexico, um, the, uh, some of the early families um, kind of escaped the very, very real difficult hardships of underground mining uh, by going into businesses that um, involve selling alcohol. And, and in some cases, bootlegging um, was a was a gateway or a segue from uh, working in the underground coal mines into into uh, into businesses. And and so uh, there's very deep, long um, uh, connections between uh, uh, many families in Gallup or some families in Gallup and uh, and the and the economic advantages of, of selling alcohol. Do you hope other politicians in Gallup will read this book and it will hopefully affect their policy? Um, oh, I, I have to tell you, I'm not too optimistic on that. Um, I, I mean, sure, I wish, but yeah. um, uh, I... I, I tend to doubt that that would be likely. When you were mayor, do you wish this book was around for you to read, for you to become a better mayor? <laughs> um, well, if I had known everything I know, I, I would have uh, approached, I, I would have been more realistic about what was possible and not possible in Gallup. Um, but but I liked the way it happened. Um, I liked uh, the way I... Um, made some proposals and, and followed through with him and, and tried to implement them. Although in retrospect, they uh, I didn't fully realize the obstacles that lay before me. What's interesting to me about this book is how it mixes history and storytelling. It's not just 
the straight facts. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, um, there kind of been some initial reviews. The book the book is not out yet. It's it's in the, what's called the pre-publication period. Um, we have some advanced copies, but the you know the large printing initial first printing is not going to be available until the end of March. Uh, but but with some of the advanced copies, um, that is something that seems to be very attractive to readers, to the advanced readers. Uh, you know, with folks with the newspapers and some of the pub and and some in the media. Um, it is it is somewhat unusual uh, to intermix um, bits of memoir, bits of storytelling with hard history, and um, the initial reviews are are very favorable to that concept. Yeah, I think that's what the common reader wants. You know, popular psychology books are becoming really popular, like works from Malcolm Gladwell that kind of take complex psychology and they break it down and make it really easy for the the reader so they don't have to read through formal research themselves and I think right. that's what this book does it makes history a little bit more interesting yeah it takes a little bit of the hard edge of history off and yeah uh, makes it makes makes it more entertaining makes it more interesting can you tell me a little bit about the visual aspect of the book, finding photos and that sort of thing? Um, I've been just extremely pleased with kind of the photos that we we were able to collect for the book. It's a lot of hard work and, and tedious at times, but um, there is, you know, some of the historical photo, photos um, going back, um, using... Uh, the Palace of Governors has a good photo collection of the, uh, you know, the era of the war against the Navajos. Um, a lot of Navajo history, and um, uh, and additionally, we've we've uh, gathered photos. Um, you mentioned the Larry Casus story, which is integral to this book. It's a it's a book. It's a story that the book begins with and ends with. Um, and very thankful to the Gallup Independent who. Um, permitted us to to use uh, photos from their archives and um, uh, but um, and the coal mining area that some of the the stories from the coal mining era are just remarkable in terms of visualizing the uh, the difficulty and the and the hazard of underground underground coal mining I've been fortunate to have the Guadanoli family uh, Shan Guadagnoli, um, her daughter, daughter uh, uh, who now live in Albuquerque, and um, they have allowed us to use uh, some very historic photos from the Tom Malarkey collection, which are rare and which are rarely publicized. Um, so, um, yeah, the stories are, there's, um, I think we have close to um, almost about 130, 140 uh, historic photos in the book. Wow. The pictures add a lot of depth and um, a lot of meaning that words can't. Could you describe to me the process of writing the book? How long did it take you? What steps were involved? Um, well, um, when I was mayor, I... I knew I was going to write a book. I didn't know what it was going to be. At, at the time, I thought it would just kind of be an insider's account of 
what it would like to be mayor of Gallup because that's an interesting thing to do. That's a it's an interesting life experience to be the mayor of Gallup, New Mexico, as you can imagine. Um, so I thought there would be interest in that. And I, I took copious notes.